on this NSP short, Steve Macbeth shares a humorous story about his first experience doing his job as a private infantry soldier in the army. He learned a valuable lesson about failure that day. Failing is acceptable, but repeated failure might not be as welcome. And then you get to the field and it's like, okay, this is, this is where we do our business. You know, um, this is serious. And, uh, he had an interesting sense of humor because my first outing wasn't that successful, uh, (laughs) in the army. And so my job at the time was as in your, your first time actually going to the field and doing the, yeah. So you're kind of nerve wracked because all you've done is your battle school. And now this is the first time that the professional soldiers are really seeing you and they're making this this uh, connection back to that discussion about your, your reputation right. is going to start being made like day one in the field. And you might've been a good guy in garrison or you might play hockey or whatever, but none of that's going to matter. And at that time in the army, um, we spent a lot of time in the field. We would spend kind of uh, two and a half months in the fall. And then we would also do a course like to become, learn how to drive a track or uh, sorry, uh, an AP, an armor personnel carrier, or we would learn. Uh, and then in the spring, we'd do another couple of months, um, usually in Shiloh, Manitoba. And then we would go out West and spend another month. So we're probably in the field like four to six months a year. Mm-hmm. And so there was really an opportunity for them to get a feel for you, what it was like to live in austere conditions. And so this first time you go out, everyone's really trying to impress. And he had a whole section other than his master corporal, which is his second in command and him. Everybody else was from my battle school course and brand new guys. And we had, I had done well in battle school. And so, uh, you know, that gets back early. So I, I, I think I had finished, um, third on the course. And so the, the, that was like, oh, this guy can probably be trusted. And so at the time, my first job was to be a light machine gunner. And uh, we had this weapon that was uh, like a, it's fed by a belt instead of a magazine. And you're on the edges of the section. So if you imagine a rifle section spreads out in what's called extended line or arrow, had these different formations in the field. When you come under contact, simulated contact from the enemy, the machine gunner's job is to be able to look at the ground. And then at that low tactical level, how can they best support um, the section? And uh, they're allowed to make decisions. They move a little bit more freely because Mm -hmm. they need to be able to do that so that the sergeant can then prepare the assault force to go in. And so it was kind of a feather in your cap if they trusted you with it, because you were also have to be technically proficient with that gun because you're going to, it's called firing them into the trench. You're going to put those bullets as close as you can in front of your friends. um, And then, to suppress the enemy in the trench. And then you're going to, on your own with no one watching you, you're going to swing called swing fire just slightly ahead of them so that you're going to keep bullets in front of them. They feel as though they're being supported and then they can get into the trench and, and, and it's a technique that's done, but it takes some responsibility and some thought. And some, if you think about um, uh, the idea of firing bullets near your friend, trust, uh, there's a lot of trust there. Yeah. And so to be get given that trust right away, um, uh, it was a pretty big deal. So I was like pretty, pretty stoked. Anyway, we go out to do our first practice attack. We'd done a bunch of like without live rounds. And so it had all gone quite well. And we call it dry firing where you just go and you practice the formations and you practice this. But to do it live, <clears throat> live being live ammunition, that's a big step in a young soldier's um, life. And we'd only done one live range before. We'd done our qualification shooting. And then we had done one live range in battle school, which was very heavily controlled because it's all new guys. So this is our first one where it's like, okay, this is, we're no longer going 80%. This is 100% speed. And uh, (laughs) I was in it. Like, so we go out, we're walking across the open prairie, if you can imagine, and kind of an arrowhead uh, formation. I'm on the ends of this. And then you hear the simulated 
enemy gunfire and that forces you to move up into extended line and you have 10 people across it probably measures 100 to 150 meters and people need to be able to communicate clearly across this 100 150 meters because you're moving and now you're throwing bullets forward and uh, you need to be able to communicate and you need to be able to move and you need to be able to shoot those are three things really you have to do in this situation and so I started to like um, shoot and then I would shout like I'm moving and I would go to move and when I moved this time I stepped in a gopher hole <laughs> and it did not, did not go at all like I had wanted it to go and I immediately like collapsed like a bag of hammers and uh, like I could just feel my ankle go over and the, the gun which is loaded with a belt of ammunition goes flying forward and I'm lying there to my ankle like uh, and, I, and I'm uh, I'm 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 a casually on a simulated range and uh, the sergeant who's now under assessment, um, right. Uh, you know, there's a pressure there has to like get on me because he can't lose that firepower because his attack will fail. And so like he, unforgivingly, he and the master corporal were like, you know, using very strong language that I won't use on the podcast, <laughs> like get going. And uh, so I got up and I was dragging this leg, this limb behind me. And I, I went through the attack and I, uh, I went through the attack and, and um, uh, you know, put down the suppressive fire. It all went well. And you always finish in what was called a Russian trench system at the time. And so it's like you came across open ground, you get into the enemy objective area, and then you have to clear this Russian trench system. So the attack finishes and they give a debrief. And, you know, the sergeant and the master corporal said to me, like, listen, we know your ankle didn't go well, but no matter what in an attack, like we can't lose that gun. And so no matter what, like your mind has to be like, you will cost people their lives if you don't get there. And I was like, very serious. Like, and I, after I got through that understanding, I was like, okay, but my ankle still hurts. <laughs> this is still a problem. This is still a problem for me. Like I can't move it and it feels like it's swelling. And uh, they, they, you know, probably had their energy up a bit and they kind of rolled their eyes like, oh, new guy. Like, oh, I hurt my ankle. Like right. well, we've seen this before. And uh, so is it like the feels too tough or whatever? Like, fine, go see the medic when, uh, when, when you get back, but you have to now walk the 800 meters back. They didn't bring up an ambulance or anything because it was broken terrain. And of course the medic is sitting back there, like kind of sunning themselves, having a coffee, having a coffee yeah. and, and, and I wander over and now I'm the new guy that went to see the medic. Like that is not positive. And uh, so I go in and of course the medic is also like rolling his eyes like, okay, sure. Sit down. But then he couldn't get my boot off. And then he had to cut my boot off and uh, the ankle just like <laughs> blew up, like <laughs> so big. It was so swollen that they had used what's called a back splint on the, on my foot. And uh, of course, this is the worst thing that can happen to me as a young soldier. I wasn't even worried about the ankle. I was worried about my reputation as a soldier that like I right. couldn't even survive one simulated attack in a real battalion. <laughs> so then they send you, they're like, oh, this is going to take x-rays. You go back to Shiloh and in Shiloh at the time, they had this old Cold War bunker that was like below, like it was like seven stories below the ground. And I think we we're on like floor four, but think of it like a reverse apartment building, you know, so you, you enter into this thing and it's recycled air and you're all by yourself and you go down and it's like something out of one of those, um, you know, uh, 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 horror movies or, or zombie movies where the lights like flicker <laughs> as you're, as you're going through and there's a certain smell in the air. And so I go and I get put up in bed and then I get left alone. 
like no one can see me. Nothing's there. Like no medical staff. And I'm just like this kid, like by myself. And so at the time, the, 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 where you get your assessments was um, immediately after the exercise. And if you're done on the exercise, you can't leave the exercise until you got what was called a post exercise report PXR. And this would tell you like things you did well in the exercise and things you did poorly on the exercise. So then a, a medical corporal stuck in their head and said, oh, your, your section is going to come see you and your sergeant, but they also have your PXR. And so I knew like I was done on the exercise because I was getting this PXR as an accident. So the so, exercise wasn't over, but they... Yeah, they came in out of the field. In. Okay. And and really, they, they came in like, to check on me, but there was a, a sidebar to this okay. that was crushing because um, there was some humor that they decided to like, a joke they decided to play on me. And uh, of course, I was there and I was excited to see my section and like, I kind of wanted like acknowledgement from the sergeant, like, it's all going to be okay. Get your ankle and then come back out. So he came in, he did all the right things, took care of me, made sure that I was getting taken care of. When I told him I was alone all the time, he made sure that I got moved and all that kind of stuff. And he said, okay, now it's time for business to go to the PXR. But the section's here. It's a public thing. It's not a big deal. We're just going to do it together for you. Because you were on the exercise for such a short period of time <laughs> that there really wasn't much to write. And so he's like, I, I, I'm going to say that you do all these basic things well, and that's okay. And we'll leave that. But in the points to improve, we've got a significant one for you, and we're going to need you to sign it. And I was Okay, certain. And I was expecting it to be like skill on the gun or something like that. And it was like due to a weakened body and an inability to like sustain himself in the field. Private Macbeth was uh, unable to complete the exercise just due to like a lack of intestinal fortitude. And he's like, okay, sign. And I was just crushed, like just, just crushed in all the sections, like giggle, giggle, giggle. And uh, they let me hang on it. And I was like, oh, okay. And I'll, I'll go sign it. Cause you just do what you're told. And then all of a sudden he's like, nah, I was just messing with you. And he took it away. And they had the real one, which was just like, did fine, you know, uh, continue to work on personal weapons drills or whatever. But I, I can remember that. And then afterwards he told me, he's like, well, I also just want to remind you that like, you're going to have to like get better. And then you're going to have to now, all these guys are going to now be in the field for five weeks and they're going to learn about our battalion and they're going to learn about their job. And you're going to be five weeks behind your peers. And we won't know you. We won't know your reputation. We won't know um, how proficient you actually are. And so I want you to get better, but I want you to focus on getting back out to the field because a soldier that doesn't go to the field is not a useless, is not a useful soldier. 